0: Welcome to Character First, a podcast focusing on developing confidence, empathy, resilience, and 21st century skills for our children and our future. Character First will feature guests, including educators, psychologists, sociologists, and other subject matter experts on children and character, including children themselves. You're listening to Character First, Episode 1, featuring guest Tim Boylan, founder of Role Model Mentors.
1: Hello. I'd like to welcome Tim Boylan, the founder of Role Model Mentors. How you doing, Tim? Doing well. It's great to be here, Derek. It's always great to, to be with you, Tim. Yeah, you're looking good. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. So uh, we want to start by talking about the beginning. So you know, we are co-founders of Role Model Mentors in terms of turning it into a business. But the reality is that the idea started as a problem and a solution for, for you and your wife, Kristen. Let's talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, we definitely had a problem. Um, it was uh, Kristen and I, as you mentioned, my wife, we have three children Hannah, Luke, and Finn. And uh, Hannah, our oldest, who is really a big sports person into all sorts of sports, when she entered middle school, all of a sudden, uh, she didn't want to take any pointers from mom and dad about her her favorite sport lacrosse so that was a big shock to us it was like you know she kind of gave us the uh the Heisman back mm-hmm. off yeah. or it was very close to that and it was a shock because we had we had been coaching Hannah through peewee leagues and biddy ball and and middle school came around and we had lost all hipness she was done with taking pointers from mom and dad so we Chris and I stepped back Licked our wounds, thought about it a bunch, and um, decided that we would go into the community, of Ridgefield, Connecticut, where we live, and hire a girls' varsity lacrosse player to come to the house once or twice a week to work with Hannah on her game, and maybe also help Hannah overall with her confidence and draw out her personality. And we found someone, and that someone is a very important person, as you know, in our, in our story, Eliza Marcus who is, uh, we all look back now, we have thousands of mentors who have joined the company. Liza was the first one. Eliza Marcus, um, incredible person. She came over, her, I'll remember it, to the day I pass on from this earth. She showed up on her first day, and in the first session with Hannah, and really the first minute, um, it, was, it was a magical moment.
1: Now, did they know each other at all before that? You
0: know, Eliza was a big, um, a big player in the team, the lacrosse varsity team. And she had been uh, the reason why we knew of her. She, she had been involved in some of Hannah's club teams, helping out as an assistant. Um, so we did know her um, and Hannah knew her, but they didn't have that, you know, sort of that uh, intimate sort of connection. And Eliza was coming over and, and Hannah was hanging on every day that Eliza would come I mean, she would show up. They would work on lacrosse. They would talk about life, talk about, the, you know, school, talk about, you know, what happened at lunch that day, whatever it was. But Hannah loved the sessions. It was so clear. Um, the, uh, you know, Hannah started wearing her hair just like her big buddy, Eliza. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, she, anything Eliza had to say was of, of great interest to Hannah. Um, her, her lacrosse game, which was strong, always strong. She's a pretty good athlete. Got even better. And um, the relationship blossomed. It went, it went much deeper. Eliza has a passion for the arts and Hannah had interest in arts. So they would work on arts and crafts projects together. Then they evolved it to doing some homework prep and homework help. Uh, it was amazing. Chris and I were just, as parents, we were elated. Uh, we were so happy that the two had made this connection. Eliza was just this, this powerful force of just kindness, personality, um, she was so confident, but at the same time very humble. She was just a great example for Hannah. And as we thought more about it, Chris and I decided right away we needed to replicate this for our two sons, Luke and Finn. So we set out immediately looking for boy mentors for our sons. They had different interests than Hannah. Their interests were more um, com- computers and coding, tech, photography, singing, guitar. Uh, they needed help with spanish and math they struggled in those two topics
1: so. and and that was a preemptive move right because they hadn't decided that you and Kristen were totally uncool yet but you you saw it coming you know the,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good question i think the 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 uncool hip quotient was was plummeting definitely with hannah and it was probably trickling down to luke but we, it was preemptive in some regards but we the the, the magic was so strong and so so obvious with Hannah that we had to replicate it for the two of them. And that's just what we did. We found two guys that came over, uh, Graham and, and Ty. I'll remember their names well, Ty Cruz and Graham Hewitt. They came by and they worked with the kids in Spanish. They worked with them in math. They were big into coding. One was very big into entrepreneurship. Luke has a real passion for creating businesses and starting things. So that's what they dug into from the get-go. and.
1: Just like Eliza and Hannah, we saw the same results. So now so now you're up to, to three mentors at the Boylan household. And and you did it primarily to support your children. But you I know you were observant and you were seeing the other side of this too. what were you seeing for for the mentor side?
0: Yeah, so the the mentors were of course it was a job for them and they were getting paid, and it was a special job that was certainly going to look great on their future college application resume but much more than that the mentors had this unbelievable opportunity to really help a younger kid in town my children and without exception i know all three of our mentors really um, were appreciative of that opportunity
1: to make a difference was did, did it come naturally to them like it doesn't seem like you you did much training or gave them a plan like it was up to them to to figure it out and they did it
0: 100%. Yeah, for 100%. The the they were special individuals, uh, but what we've since learned that on balance our mentors have that capability of, of just figuring things out on the spot on the fly with perhaps some guidance of course from mom and dad. But these these three individuals definitely figured it out. And I think in in many ways it um, it, they, they were just characters who wanted to help. And I think that was the, the number one driving reason that allowed them to be successful.
1: So you had this this need for your own children, and you had a notion at that time that an older kid would be better able to help them based on what their interest was or whatever they, their extracurricular pursuits and activities were. A, an older child who had that same passion and interest would would be better at that than you. And that's particularly true, of course, in a lot of instances, if as parents you don't actually have that same interest or experience, you know, if you weren't a lacrosse player, if your child's into photography and you weren't necessarily a photographer. But but all of these other things that you saw happen, did, were was it like unfolding and you were discovering all that? or Did you have any notion that they would also have this kind of broader mentorship role where they would talk about the stuff that they were dealing with or, or, or get um, positive support in these other ways other than than the interest or athletic activity
0: yeah that's that's a good question. I think initially I would say I'd like to say yes I had I had that sense but if I'm being 100% honest and in, in the beginning uh, for Hannah at least it was lacrosse that was her passion I you know I, I'm an old hoops guy so I I tried to t- teach her lacrosse through a, you know the crossover dribble or the spin move and that you know that quickly um, how'd that go? It went, it went well up until around fifth or sixth grade, right? And then comes sixth or seventh grade, uh, you know the as the I described before, game. I got that stiff arm. Um, but it I would say into that first relationship, Hannah and Eliza, and as they move into homework help and sort of time management skills and and doing some art, it, it was clear to me that a whole lot of stuff was going on in between the lines. The conversations they were having, they'd, they'd set up at the kitchen table or out on the back porch. And you could see that it was, it was the dynamic was much bigger than, this, than homework help or lacrosse. You're listening to Character First, Episode 1, featuring guest Tim Boylan, founder of Role Model Mentors.
1: All right, so, so you and, and Kristen, you're high-fiving each other. Like you had this idea. And it's like, holy smokes, this is this is working, right? Um, didn't necessarily change that your kids still thought you were totally uncool and moronic, but there's no there's no escaping that. But you're high fiving because it's like, look, my our our children are opening up, they're 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 feeling more confident, they're all of the things that you would want are happening, and you're realizing that these older children that you got. Um, are doing something that's almost almost magical or certainly difficult for you to do as a parent or any other adults to do. At what point did you think wow, is this could, could lots of kids benefit from this? Is this actually a, a potential business idea?
0: I would say early on when we when, to your question before about the evolution of you know sports into help, homework help into just confidence boosting kind of conversations and activities, I knew that there was something special. We, as a family unit, love to talk business and entrepreneurship. All my career has been about startups and being involved in new business creation.
1: That's true. To you, everything is a business. I've (laughs) never. I've been
0: out there. I've never. I've never worked for anyone. I've never had to go on an interview for a job.
1: So all. Wait a second. That's not true. You worked at the deli. Uh, we will, on Main Street we will. back in the day. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Yes, listeners. Derek and I are from the same great uh, hometown of Northport, Long Island. And we'll get to that in a second. But uh, for the most part, that's what I know. I love business creation. I'm not an artistic musician type. For me, creativity flows from starting businesses and figuring things out and, and making them successful. And those that aren't successful, learning from them. But we quickly took the our three kids and... Literally, we were telling our friends in town in Richfield, Connecticut about our discovery. And all of a sudden they started raising their hands, you know, so-and-so could use a mentor too. He's, you know, he's struggling with um, his time management skills or math, or he'd love to learn how to play basketball better. And my daughters always wanted to play piano and she, she would love a piano mentor. Like, so we, we started setting up some of our buddies in town and their children with mentors. And we were getting essentially the same feedback on how, what a positive experience it was for all involved, the mentors, the mentees, and mom and dad. So we put it in, into sort of uh, you know overdrive in terms of then figuring out how to form a real business. And I'll remember countless meetings we had in my living room with those mentors who were working actively with our, our first pilot accounts, my kids and my friends' kids. And we started mapping out what a business could look like, coming up with our name, coming up with a logo, designing a web, uh, website, all of that was done with my wife, my kids, myself, and the mentors. Uh, we had a lot of great, great individuals. And by the way, Eliza, who, is, who helped steer a lot of those business sessions at my house, if you are listening,
1: <laughs>
0: when you come back to Richfield, please come and visit us. You are legendary and we miss you. And everyone else that was involved in those early sessions, um, thank you, because you guys were so instrumental into, into really building the brand initially in, in our hometown.
1: That's, that's a terrific story, a, a family entrepreneurial story. Uh, it doesn't happen a lot. That's, that's a fantastic, uh, true genesis of this idea. And so it, it evolved from being a family solution to a business, and as a business— Um, It's it's evolving as well. It's it it's a relatively new business concept. It's happening at a time where this entire notion of social and emotional intelligence, EQ, um, the importance of character uh, versus just cognition, which is what the education system focuses (coughs) mostly on, um, is. Right now is a time where there's almost like a great enlightenment around this. And there aren't a lot of things to do or to implement, even if you understand it, right? Almost everybody at one time or another or on an ongoing basis sees their child struggling, whether it's with self-confidence, or social issues, or even developing resilience. Like the day you missed you know, the, the critical shot as time ran out. And you know, how do you contend with that when you're only in third grade or even when you're in seventh grade or whatever the case may be, transitions and all that kind of stuff. So how is the, now that it's actually been a business with thousands of mentors, hundreds of matched mentor-mentee pairings, um, what are some of the learnings and, and how is it evolving as a business from that original idea?
0: I would say just thinking about the, the mentors and the early mentors who helped form the business and those that went out and, the, as you say, the thousands that have come since then, um, they're remarkable kids, right? You've, you've mentioned we've mentioned the athletics and the arts and the science and technology and the, you know the strong scholars, great in the classroom. But what I've realized most, and I think one of my biggest takeaways for me as is, is, as a parent, is that the most successful mentors, I think, have always been those that have led with kindness. Uh, the nice ones, like. And I think we've, we've kind of taken on this sort of this, this culture, this persona of just, you know, to really be effective when you show up, especially on the very first day of the very first mentoring session. And you have to connect not only with mom, but junior, um, the fourth grade girl or the second grade boy or the middle school boy, like whomever it might be. You need to make that connection. They don't really care in that moment, especially how good you are uh, doing a lefty lab, right, or jamming out on the guitar or your skills in algebra or your fluency in Spanish. But those those mentors and all of them really have it's like it's it's an osmosis effect. I think so many folks realize that to be successful at our company, you have to lead with kindness, you know, especially in this society that we live in right now. Like what a great takeaway. Like to lead with that kindness piece.
1: Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining me today, Tim, on our first our first podcast. It was only fitting that we had— uh, That's exciting, Derek. Uh, I'm glad. We started yeah. at the beginning with the first podcast.
0: Very so. excited. And um, like I said, all mentors listening who, have, who are now in college, come back and visit us when you get back to,
1: uh, to Richfield. Great. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, listeners.
0: Thank you for listening to Character First.